Hello, mate. Welcome back to another episode of Strike Thoughts. Peter, how are you doing? Good, mate. Uh, yeah, it's been, I don't know. <laughs> it's, been, it's been, I've forgotten how to do this. Um, uh, yeah, it's been a, been a few, like, been a few good ones, I think. But I'm looking forward to these. I'm hoping these two big ones live up to like, the smaller cards. Yeah, the last uh, um, the last episode we did, we were in person. When we got back, we were like, "We're back, we're back!" And then we went about three <laughs> we went about three weeks about doing one. I think I um, the best thing to do, I would just like to go back um, and start actually at last weekend's, and then just see see how far we've get. We've got the the uh, Tiago Santos uh, Johnny Walker card uh, that we can break down as well, uh, and then we've also got the Aspen Lad and, and Numa Dumont main event as well. But I want to start off at. Um, at, at the card just gone really um we'll go through the cards as we normally do for, for all that regular listeners um but um Pete, any just go just talking about the the main event with, with Costa and Vittori quickly before we break down the card just so I'm sure it's fresh in your memories I first of all wanted to talk a little bit about the weight situation what did you think about that um I don't know to be honest it didn't affect me as much as what it affected other people right right okay I don't, know, I don't know why, I just, I just, for some reason, maybe if it was other, someone else and other people or the fight didn't get made or, but I don't, I don't know, at the end of the day, I didn't, I didn't even hear his reasons for it afterwards, I've not listened to it, but um, I know he did, have, he did have an excuse, but I didn't hear what he said. Uh, fat cunt. But, bas- but basically, it's like, you are. He's hungry, he's just fat cunt. Oh, hungry. yeah, drunk, probably drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's probably pissed. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but the red wine, but it is like, <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, but it's this just the fact that they they agreed to do the weight or whatever. They had like a little video call and agreed to just do like the next what like 205 or whatever. Um and obviously Vittori didn't have to cut any weight. So at the end of the day, I bet secretly he was a bit like, oh fuck it, I ain't gotta cut no weight now. I can just walk into the fight healthy and as i am so i don't and I, like I, I don't think the even though he looked big like vittori is a big guy anyway and he's like he's used to being in there with like big like big guys so it's yeah i, I, I really didn't it didn't bother me much <laughs> I, the, the fight still went on they both still had um a lot of stamina which i, which I will come on to but listen the fight for me was an absolute instant classic it was an amazing war marvin got the unanimous decision win um a few funny bits afterwards. Marvin called him a cunt. <laughs> we were texting about it. <laughs> yeah. It was on early. That was really That's time, isn't it? I don't. I don't think I've heard that before. No, no, I loved it. I loved it. He even said, "I think it was because it was Bisping in there." And obviously, like, I think what what we what what we might forget about Brav is the fact that obviously the UFC is in America and it's kind yeah. of like an American sport, an American organization. But Marvin Vittori and Bisping are both European, so Vittori's. Yeah closer to Bisping's culture than he is to American culture. So that's why he yeah, said, like, you Brits say he's a bit of a cunt. And that was, that was quite, it was funny because he called him a cunt, but it was quite a heartwarming moment. Yeah, yeah. You f- I forget he's Italian. Like, it's weird. He don't, yeah, that, yeah, I always, I always, until I see him with the flag and stuff like that, like, it's, I just see him, I don't know, I didn't even, I don't really think about his nationality, but it was good to see the, uh, what is it, like his hometown square. They all stayed up till, like, the early hours to watch it and stuff. Like, that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Yeah, really reminded me about the World Cup and Euros when you see the squares and stuff like that. So that was, yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, both coming in at 204 pounds. Dana White afterwards coming out and saying um, that he wants, he thinks that Costa needs to stay at that division now. Well, Dana obviously seemed a little bit pissed off about it because I, I guess it's, but listen, the, the whole cut and weight thing is, is a bit weird to me anyway. You probably know a bit more about it. I mean, like, why is it that, People want to cut weight and get down to a certain. I mean, look at Khabib; like he's not 155 pounds. He doesn't walk around at that. Like, what, what, what? Why do they do this weight cutting stuff to try and like? And because they, they they lose weight and they try and put it back on again the, the before the fight anyway. It's really strange, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's rare that someone. Not rare, but like, it's almost not the majority that fight at their walking around weight, and they only have to cut a cut a few pounds. Um. That's why I think it would be good if they'd done it every ten pounds. Just and I, I, I'd well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want it like boxing as it is now with stupid amount of belts, like mm. hundreds of belts. But if it was every ten pounds, what's that? An extra, an extra few belts, really. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, like maybe three or four extra belts before you get to like heavyweight. Um, 
So I don't see why they, I think it'd be more exciting. It'd be like, oh, there's a, there's a cruiserweight belt. There's a, I don't know what, what the fuck they call them. But like, if they just said that and it's like, oh, there's opportunities now to be a champion in a different division or I think it'd be exciting, but I don't know why they don't do it. It's really, really strange. And and it, uh, Rogan always talks about how he thinks cutting weight is not great, but it's just, I mean, I'd like to hear from the athletes, to be honest, which we never do, I guess, because they're under contract and I don't want to fuck that up. Um, just the fight itself then, just to, some takeaways from it. I don't know about you. I thought it was really, it was a weird watch because I thought Vittori convincingly won it. Uh, he was the more kind of dominant fighter, the more aggressive fighter, but it was a, it was a really good back and forth. Costa is so strange to watch. After round one, and you're like, oh, he's fucked. He is breathing. Yeah. He's got no stamina. He's breathing heavy. Round two, he comes out like a fucking banshee. Then round yeah. three, then you're like, oh, God, he's gassing again. He's gassing again. Then he comes out and he's, he, he, he was swinging until the last minute. It, did you think yeah. that what, did you think that he was done at one point? It was the same thing with, um, uh, with Wilder the other week. It's like, oh, he's done. He's like, he ain't, there's no way for him to come back into this. And then obviously he knocks Fury down. It's like, oh, he'll... I think a lot of it is like, because who said it earlier on in the card as well? Was it uh, Mace? What's his name? The Welsh guy? Mason? Or uh, yeah, Jones? yeah. Um, it was uh, uh, Mason Jones one. or someone. Yeah, Jones. Mason Jones versus David and Armour. It was, yeah, lightweight. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really notice it as much as what he mentioned it in the fight because he kept saying in his post fight that he's like, oh man, I guessed after round one. I was like, oh, I didn't notice it, but obviously he wasn't as full pelt as what he usually is. And it's like, I swear a lot of it sometimes is either like mental or he's probably cracking that guy and he's not going anywhere. So he's probably, oh shit, like what have I got to do? And then the guy, the other guy was getting better and better. And maybe it's the same for Costa. It's like he's cracking Vittori with these shots, these big kicks that will probably drop other fighters and it's mm. not working. So there's that little bit of doubt in his mind. So he's like, oh shit probably thinking as he's fighting like I've got to go five rounds I'm not ready for five rounds and then it's like yeah I am ready for five rounds you get your second wind and then you get a bit more tired and you come back again it's just like I think it's weird I don't look because he's because you saw what he done against Romero so like three rounds non-stop and that almost seemed like more output and more damage and I guess that was at middleweight as well though so he I guess he did cut down and didn't wasn't carrying around as much weight but mm. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like he's, but I, I was, I think Vittori's just going to be like that all the time now. He's just like, he, he knows he can do five rounds easy, keep up that pressure. But I don't know. It's a weird one. I, I don't, I, I, I sort of want to see Costa again at middleweight, but mm. <clears throat> only if he can get down. Do you know what I mean? But if I, I don't, I don't see him. He's a big guy, but even him against like Jan Blahovic and stuff. Still a fucking big difference, I think. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I feel like, in, especially in the light heavyweight division, which we'll obviously come on to towards the end of the podcast as well, big big card coming up this week. Yeah, you're right. The difference in it. But you never know. It might be that, like, imagine, you know, how good he's been at middleweight, but imagine he goes to light heavyweight and because he doesn't have to cut weight, he's just an absolute beast, you know? You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Um, just in regards to the card itself, then, just to uh, we'll just break it down and go through it. Uh, the, the first fight I had, uh, just I'll, I'll just bust through it, Pete. And if you've got any um, kind of takeouts from it, um, just obviously interrupt me. And then I'll also come to you for a few bits and bobs. The first fight was Jeff Molina um, against De Silva. Molina gets a big TKO stoppage. Um, this one, Keith Peterson let it go for quite a bit. Um, Molina was on his back, had him flattened out, was raining down shots on him. But Keith just sort of let it go, was trying to give the fighter every chance. But it was a, a big straight right that, that sat the silver down. Uh, next one, Pete, I want to come to you, mate. Jai Herbert, the Midlands, uh, what was it, the Midlands banger or something like that. Um, yeah. Absolute phenomenal KO. Land some amazing combinations uh, on, on Karma Worthy. Um, Karma then tried to shoot after Herbert really hurt him, but it was an amazing performance. Really, really crisp, strike, uh, crisp striking. Uh, yeah, what did you think? He's, he's, he's coming off a, a, bit of a, a bit of a loss streak as well. Yeah, obviously that Trinaldo fight when it were... Dan Hardy had to go at her day, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah no, he looked good. Like, uh, I, I thought like Worthy didn't. He looked shit. <laughs> like <laughs> some of his striking was all over the place. He was like, there was one bit he like, it was like a Superman jab or something he did or a Superman hook. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then yeah, once I think once Herbert realised he was he had him on the feet, that was it. He just I like it when people were like like obviously he probably wanted to take his time, make sure he didn't get caught with anything stupid, but. Sometimes I think it's better to just like unload on someone, just mm. give it all, and you like 
just go for broke. But um, yeah, no, it's good to see him in. There. I, I like people that actually realise he's like a high level. When you look at someone like Gika Chikadze and you're like, oh, that's a different level of like yes. striker. It's like I think they said he landed like a, s- a stupid percentage of his punches, like hardly any of them missed. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'd be good to see him back in there. Like, say, I think he said it either end of the year or beginning of next year. So yeah, it'd be good to see him against some other like top strikers. Definitely, yeah. He um he he's eager to get back in there, and he's eager obviously to prove that he belongs in the UFC. And uh, obviously, as a Brit, we we as Brits, we really really want to want to see that. Obviously, um, yeah. I was a bit uh not upset, but I was, was I thought it was a bit of a shame that um Felder was on the um Felder was on commentary, but not doing the post fights. I love Bisping, don't get me wrong, but I think Felder is like really really good. However, you get situations like this where after the fight, uh, Bisping asks Herbert to like break down the replay, like look at it. Oh, and then, yeah. uh, Herbert was going, hold that, hold that, yeah. hold that, as in like, <laughs> as in like hold it. And then um, yeah, yeah. Felder was like, what, what was he saying? All that, all, <laughs> all yeah, that. Yeah, all that, yeah, all yeah. that. I was saying like, yeah, like. He's speaking so the funny. same language, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like speaking like Russian or yeah, something. No, yeah, because he was like, Obviously, for us, it's normal, but obviously, I suppose it's different for an American American fans or whatever to listen to like an English person, like London or South South London, like. But for them to then listen to a Northern person or a Midlands yeah. person, that's even what that's even worse. So he was like, "What did he say?" He was like, "Can someone translate that for me or some shit like?" That? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, fucking hell, you're literally like, taking the piss. It's the same like. Um, <laughs> Excited to see. Oh, <laughs> excited to see what, what what Jake can do in the future then obviously he trains, uh, trains with Leon Edwards so you know he's coming from from, from good pedigree there as well um, Jamie Pickett against Darapoli was the, the the next fight a bit of a weird one Pickett had such a reach advantage but just wasn't he was utilising it in the fact that you know he did he did he did win um, but I just felt like there was a bit too much clinching um, and Pickett started to really like open up and it was in the last 10 seconds of the fight like, yeah, yeah. why didn't why didn't you do that all fight I guess it's easier for me you know fat shit yeah. saying that but that's just my thoughts on the fight there. Um, the next one was uh, Tabitha Ricci against Maria Oliveira. Really good performance from Ricci. She was just really, really dominant on that one. And the next fight, Pete, I wanted to come on to. You mentioned it earlier. The Welsh Mason Jones against David Anama. This was an absolute war. Fantastic fight. David's the first Ugandan fighter, uh, much with um, the first Panamanian fighter recently. Like, I, I like seeing this kind of stuff. I like it when the people are the first from a certain country. Um, I've got quite a few, like, uh, Ugandan people that I know. Um, so I, I just like seeing that kind of stuff. Big UFC debut for, for David Anama. He found out about the fight on Monday. He's fighting on the weekend. And I thought he looked fucking banging, Pete. What did you think? So he... So he... So he only just had a fight, right? Like, it was on holiday. Say, oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, maybe that was someone else. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's fucking crazy. And he said, obviously, he's putting his undefeated fucking record on the line just to. Uh, but it's good though. Cause I like it when they do do that. And obviously, he didn't get smashed like in the first thirty seconds. So it's like he's obviously done himself a favour. And obviously, we 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 noticed him. We picked up on it. So it's. We're almost just as excited to see him again as Mason Jones. Definitely, definitely. A lot of charisma for Mason Jones in the end. And I think Bisping even said there is a lot of um, talent coming out of Wales at the at the moment. Really, really impressive. And I think even just Britain in general at the moment, we always had a good crop of fighters and it's really starting to show now. Bisping was flying the flag for a while, um, but, you know, Britain and, uh, and Ireland really, really producing um, a lot of good talent at the moment. Uh, yeah, it was just an absolute war. Mason got the win by unanimous decision, but I think the stock for David and Armour really, really went through the roof and I'm really excited to see him in the future, especially with a full camp. He's being trained by James Krause, Pete. Krause is really starting to kind of build up a bit of a roster and become a bit of a proper trainer, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, didn't he say, I don't know whether it was this fight or another one, the guy got back to the corner, he was like, I'm tired. Maybe that was one of the earlier ones. He was like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Oh, maybe it was the, was there an, it might have been that first fight that you said about, but as I, as I flicked over, the guy was in, in the corner with James Krause and he's like, oh man, I'm tired, I'm tired. He's like, can I do two deep breaths? And Krause was like, yeah, of course you can. He's like, <laughs> he's like he's like doing the breaths himself, and then yeah, up, and yeah. then he come out and smash the guy like in round two. But um, yeah, he's getting some good fighters together, and yeah, shame we didn't see uh the Buckley fight, isn't it? 
<laughs> I think that's fucking that's dead and buried that one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, the 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 featured prelim was Junior Park against Gregory uh, Gregory Rodriguez uh, in the middleweight division. I just love middleweights when they fight because it's like you know a very high chance of a knockout and one here big KO with a massive uppercut. Just amazing action. Really, 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 um, really, really exciting. Uh, Rodriguez did an amazing throw as well. Amazing judo throw. That literally yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Like it was yeah, that, yeah, like, that got yeah. me off my seat as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> amazing. Like, I love it when, you know, because the, the canvas is fucking hard and to slam yeah, down yeah. onto that shit is fucking... Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking big guy as well. It's like, like just the way he's built. He look, I swear, he looks about fucking 60 as well. But he's got like a... <laughs> His face looks older than his body. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure. Um, yeah, that, Robocop. That performance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Robocop. Yeah, he, did, he looks like Robocop as well. English is <laughs> really, really good. Uh, really exciting to, to see that. Yeah, Junior Park, though, looked really good. He was in the fight. Though. He was fucking throwing bombs. Yeah. But um, mm. yeah, just really, really impressive there from, from Gregory Rodriguez. Um, and then just moving on to the main card, there was a few that I wanted to just um, shout out regarding this as well. Um, Nigga Moranu against Isaac Villanueva. This was um, a quick KO for Nikolai. Another crazy exchange. Um, maybe back of the head shots. What did you think of that, Pete? Do you remember, <laughs> you remember this one? What did you think? They was all back of the head. <laughs> Every single one. As soon as he went down, they was all back of the head. <laughs> the one that the one that the one that dropped him was like behind the ear, which yeah. I sort of. But yeah. as he was hit, like even in fast motion, like as it was live, I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" That's is he gonna is he gonna warn him? And then it was like over. I was like, it's "Fucking finished. hell!" Yeah, it was a bit much. It was a bit much. I can see why Villanueva might be a bit pissed off about that. But listen, he, he did get dropped, um, and then he wasn't really defending himself. We mentioned uh, Trinado earlier, um, and he fought Dwight Grant on this one. Um, just looking at Dwight Grant, it really just we, we mentioned it before. Like I think I said, it looked like a bit of Eddie Murphy coming to America vibe about him. <laughs> And uh, he just, like, you look at his record and it's like ex-Muay Thai champion and you're like, mate, you don't look like that. You really don't look no. like that. <laughs> it's just so no, strange. He don't, it's like he don't use it, but he's, he doesn't use what he's got. Like, he's waiting, like, it's like he's waiting for something. Yeah, see, I, I, I want to come on to that. I just want to give a, a massive shout out to Trinaldo. Obviously, gets a um, Trinaldo actually got a point deduction for an eye poke here, um, but he still got the win by split decision at 43 years old, even with a point deduction. It just shows, it just shows how dominant he was. Just in regards to, I made a note here to just have a quick chat exactly about what you just said. Now, it came up and it was really interesting to see that Dwight was an ex-Muay Thai champion. And I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it said multiple, multiple time Muay Thai world champion. You'd think coming from being a, like Valentina Shevchenko, um, obviously being an ex-world champion as well, and she's coming to MMA with flying colours, someone like Dwight, if you're a world champion in MMA, I think it just shows, mate, how different MMA as a sport is to just to yeah. a standard striking. Maybe because they're thinking about different things. Like, obviously, it's a transferable skill, but would you agree that it's it's still so fucking different? Well, Muay Thai is like slow as well, so it's like rhythm to it. So it's like... Even though like Valentina does fight like that a bit, but she's like ready to just explode like when she has to or when she sees an opening. Whereas maybe the fights that Grant's had before are like, you know, like you kick me, I'll kick you, you get and then it's like looking looking for openings, there's that music going, like just waiting for that rhythm. No one really goes in biting their gum shield, just swinging for the fences, like do you know what I mean? So it's well, some people might do, but like he's probably not used to that. And mm. I'm yeah, that, that's what I found weird though, like with the reach advantage and like, I know Trinaldo was like pressuring him, but like he wasn't using any tools to like keep him off him. It was just mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know, like it's, I suppose it's hard with a guy in there with that experience, but like, yeah, just if you're a multiple Muay Thai champion, you need to go in there and do something that's going to like strike fear into the other guy, like come out with just some mad, like, you know what a lot of physio does to people? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they, they just, well, apart from Bobby Green, like, they almost just freeze. They're like, yeah. fuck me, that's quick. That is fucking ridiculous. Like, um, and obviously, like, Khalil Roundtree comes out with these mad leg kicks. It's almost like Grant's not, I don't know, he doesn't even, it's not, it's almost like he's not even standing in the right <laughs> stance. He's oh. just like, or, he, or, or it's just a mental thing and he's not that aggressive of a mm. person. I don't know. Yes, yeah, weird one. Yeah, props to fucking Trinaldo. Oh, mate, 43 years old and still doing a damn thing. Really, no. really impressive there. And again, he's not going to be, you know, in, in the hunt for a title or anything like that, but just really, really excited to see an old boy doing it. And we might even see that this weekend as well. Again, we'll come on to that. Um, 
The next fight was uh, Sunwoo Choi against Bruce Lee or Alex Caceres in the featherweight division. Uh, Choi landed a big shot and actually dropped uh, Caceres in this one. Uh, Choi also landed an illegal knee as well, got a point deduction for that. Great refereeing from, 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 from your boy Jason Herzog there, Pete. Now, last time we spoke about Alex, I remember it very, very clearly. He did well. I think he's... Um, that he won four in a row at that point, and this one now being his being his fifth. Um, last time we spoke about him, we said that he should get a proper test, um, you know, or a ranked opponent. And I think he had a real, real test here, and I think he passed it with flying colours. He was um, Troy was getting the the, the the better of the stand up a little bit, but Alex jumped on his back, uh, jumped on his back, sinks in a rear naked choke. And uh, Choi had to tap out on that one. Um, just give me your thoughts on Alex Caceres. Do you feel like he's at a level now? I know he's sort of a bit of a young veteran in the game, but what, what do you think's next for him? Did you was you impressed with him in this fight? And do you think he's he's ready for the next stage now? Yeah, I think he's been around for long enough for them to jump him up a few places. Like even if he's like they wouldn't do that with someone normally, they'd like make you fight the next person up. Or I think with his name and he's been for like come through the Ultimate Fighter and stuff like that, and just yeah, that, I, I thought that was good to come from to come through that as well. Like adversity almost being, you know, they could if that had gone wrong, they could they yeah. could have stopped the fight. But like, yeah, he seemed like pretty clear headed and wanted to carry on, and he done well. I, think, I thought that guy looked dangerous until that I wouldn't say like give up, but maybe he was getting a bit tired. And as soon as you got someone like Caceres on your back and it's like sunk in, it's just like nice no, fucking so over, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him step up and fight someone. That, I don't know. I don't even know what he is, but like, or rank. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I don't know if he's... Because I was talking about him fighting, like, top 15 or something, but, like, I'm sure he's... He could easily fight, like, top 10 or... So after that, after that, he's um, he's he is now ranked number fifteen according to to UFC's rankings, which is <laughs> that mad. is that's fucking crazy after a five fight win streak. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's crazy. been in the UFC for I know he had a bit of a falling off point, and everyone was like, oh, he's not going to come back. But yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, there's some good fights for him. I, and he's well rounded as well. It's not just like oh, they can't put him in there with a wrestler or a striker. It's like he, I think he can like I don't know. He's, he's a name. He's already a name because he's because he's, he's been yeah. there so long, like we said. I mean, just so look at the rank, just look at the rankings. Sorry, mate. We've got Shane Burgos in there, um, Eviev in there, Sadiq Yusuf in there. Listen, Thug Nasty, Bryce Mitchell's number eleven, and Edson Barboza's number ten. You've got Dan Ige there as well. Um, it gets a little bit squirrely when you get up to sort of G- Giga and Arnold Allen and stuff like that. But listen, any of those fights, I'm watching Dan that. Ige be good. Yeah, Dan Ige or Barbosa would be a good test. Really, really good. Really, really good. But even if he wants to just move up the rankings a little bit, like, you know, I think... I think oh, both of them fucking snapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> I could just... I always think to myself, like, someone like Barbosa, if he lands one leg kick on his shin or something, it's just like, fucking game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. It might be a long night for him. It might be a long night for him. But listen, there's only one way to find out, and that's seeing him in yeah. there. And yeah, I do yeah, remember exactly. as well um, about us talking about how we were fans of Alex. And I was just really happy to see him. I, I actually cheered when when um, when Troy got the tap. Nothing against Troy, but I, I'm just a, a yeah. big big Caceres fan. Um, I mentioned Justin Edwards earlier, the first Panamanian fighter to, to fight in there. Um, it didn't go quite go her way this time. Jessica Rose Clark, um, she was just pretty much controlling this fight, Pete, from start to finish. She was just dominant the whole fight. Mm, yeah, well, well, was this the Australian girl? Yes. It wasn't the most exciting fight. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't. I haven't got a lot of notes on it, to be honest. But yeah, it was just so, pretty yeah, yeah. From her. And she did well. Look, fair play to, to Jessica Rose. Yeah, yeah. She, she said she wanted to win the fight. She even said afterwards that she wasn't really, you know, it, it wasn't the most entertaining, but she wanted to, she, sometimes you do what you got to do to get the W. Um, yeah. and, and fair play, fair play. She did that. Uh, we then had uh, just, uh, again, this was a strange co-main event. Ricky Glenn against Grant Dawson. You know, not really what you'd put up there as a, as a main event, especially when you've got Bruce Leroy up there, who's maybe a bit more of a name. But it was a majority draw decision. Uh, Glenn came on strong uh, in the last few rounds, uh, but uh, but but Dawson had the, the majority of the first um, half of the fight, and it was a, a majority draw, which we've spoken about before, about majority draws, about how, you know, it's not the fucking end of the world to have a draw. Like, yeah. if there's no clear winner, um, yeah. you know, it's really, really not the end of the world. Um, 
we've had a few there was one card that i actually missed so my apologies for that as well we're, we're about three cards or so uh, behind it but we're making good time there i just want to go back to the previous um ufc fight night um it was aspen lad against Norma dumont we'll just quickly um go through this there was a couple of things i wanted to um to, to bring out um a mongolian fighter which i was really happy to see i'm a big fan of uh, the mongolian culture as well uh, and it was really really nice to see him and mate he absolutely battered brandon davis there Dunno not know uh, was his name in the bantamweight division um and he absolutely uh, yeah he just basically battered brandon davis big ko there um we had lupe godinez against uh, carolina and uh, Luana Carolina got the win by decision there. That was a good back and forth as well. It was a big height difference, a bit of a strange fight to watch when you've got a, a height difference like that. But that was quite exciting to see as well. We had Danny Roberts against Emev on this one as well. Um, that was a good fight as well. I'm just trying to pick out, uh, there was one I wanted to talk about. Um, Nate Landwehr. We had uh, Nate Landwehr fight as well against Ludovic Klein. Klein was from the, the featherweight, uh, sorry, from the UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter. But this was a great fight from Nate Landwehr. We spoke about Nate before. It just it really doesn't like sound like how he looks like. He really like. You know what? I, just you saying that. I swear a lot. I was in and out of sleep on this one, and like I remember waking up and hearing him talking, like or seeing him his post fight, and he's just like. Yeah, just the way he talks. Like, yeah, bro. Like, fucking. I don't know what he. What is he? Like a redneck fucking, like he's gangster probably, or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's proper deep south. Like, it's the way he was talking. It's almost ebonic. The way it was like. Um, uh, the way it sounded, it was just uh, amazing. You can tell he's just from like the hood. Like the way he was talking. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to bang. I was just like, I like this dude a lot. <laughs> it's a weird mix, isn't it? Like, it's not like a proper redneck country boy, but he's like got. He like uses like slang as well. It's like it's like if it's still like if Nate Diaz was a fucking country boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Again, he looks a very deep south kind of. You know, you say well, I don't think I don't even think rednecks are a bit of an insult to be honest. So he, he does look red, rednecky. Um, but yeah, he looks really really good. Um, he sunk in an anaconda choke. Uh, you know, uh, it's always impressive when fighters go into the last round of a fight and can sink in a submission. It just shows like how much stamina they've got. I really respect it. Um, yeah. We then had um, Maria Buena Silva against uh, Minon Ferro. This was an absolute dog fight. Like these two women were fucking really, really scrapping, really, really fun fight. Great scrap. Um, and then just a couple of last pickouts there. Um, so we had, um, it was a bit of a, strange choice for the main event um but i mean fair play to aspen lad she's doing the damn thing um but the main two pickouts i want to say was first of all jim miller pete um 38 ufc appearances a record um and eric making his debut so it's an amazing you've got an absolute stalwart of the ufc in jim miller and then you've got eric gonzalez making his debut um looks really good but but Pete, amazing from Jim Miller, amazing straight left hand, absolutely crumples him. It was the first KO since UFC 200 uh, for Jim Miller. Ultimate respect for him. Uh, most fights in the UFC and just an amazing record. And he said he wants to be the first fighter to fight, you know, at UFC 100, 200 and then 300, which is in a few years time. I don't know how likely that is going to be. Um, yeah, take, take three years off. <laughs> yeah, have a rest, have a rest. Do, do a Nick Diaz. Listen, we, we made a few jokes about Jim Miller while we were watching it, saying that he's taken a lot of punishment over the years, but you've got to be impressed with that, Pete. Yeah, yeah, especially with a knockout as well like that. It's just, yeah, it's not just like he's, because obviously he's known for like grinding stuff out and getting submissions, stuff like that, but it's weird when you think about him. He's been in there with some fucking monsters as well, like, and like not done too badly. I know he's, he's not really ever got to the top, but like... <laughs> Yeah, he's one of these people that's still knocking about and you'd like to see him fight some of the fucking older guys or like people who are still knocking around or yeah, I think it's that was it was that that was lightweight? Yes. He still look light yeah, he still look lightweight, so McGregor comeback. That's <laughs> gotta be, got be that one. <laughs> oh no, he's a southpaw. No, he's a southpaw. Stay away. Stay away from me. <laughs> Open up that body kick. Listen, That's really, it. really impressive from, from Jim Miller there. But Eric Gonzalez, again, you know, looked good. UFC debut against an absolute stalwart. So I'm sure we'll see um, I'm sure we'll see him in the future unless he loses a few and gets cut, but who knows. Um, right, Pete, speaking of stalwarts um, and speaking of, you know, fighters who have just been around for so long and still still doing the damn thing, Carlos Felipe against Andre the Pitbull, uh, the Pitbull Arlovsky, a unanimous decision win for Andre. Um, what did you think of this one? I love that. The other guy is fucking hilarious. You know, every time I see him, he's just like, 
couldn't believe it, could he? Couldn't believe he lost this. It's like, wow. <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly what oh, he's got in my notes. Yeah, the fucking, the, he's a gangster as well. He's had these cut made into a fucking tattoo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that big gash under his eye from his last fight. He's like, oh, fuck it, I'll get, I can't remember what he had tattooed over it. Like, was it like uh, badass or something like that? Or fucking some, some, some yeah. stupid word. And he's just like, oh, I might as well get a fucking tattoo over it. But, um, yeah, nice. No, this, yeah, it's got this way. Like, I weren't too sure about it to be honest. It was a good fight, but could have gone either way. But um, yeah, just seeing Arlovsky doing his thing again, just you know, just mixing it up, sticking a movie. He's not going to go out there and blitz everyone at his age. So it's, but he still looks good. Like he still looks in good shape. He's not letting himself go. It's just, I'd be mad, wouldn't it, if he can make another run? Like, <laughs> imagine, imagine ex UFC heavyweight champ doing it again. Yeah, it's exactly what I've got in my notes, Pete. Carlos Felipe looks really upset with the win, uh, with the loss, but he didn't do anything. Like he was really, he was trying to wait for the big shot. He wasn't like Arlovsky was busy. He was in and out. He was on his toes. And yeah. you know, he's, Felipe was just standing there, um, just trying to look for big bombs, and it just wasn't working for him. Like, mate, don't be annoyed after the fight. Be annoyed yeah. during the fight and do something. Yeah, yeah. So strange. I can't remember. I can't remember it to <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if he landed anything or not. No, it was. Listen, Arlovsky just looked really, really good. And then we had the main event, Aspen Lad against Numan Dumont. And then you know the big. Um, thing for this fight was obviously you know Aspen Ladd but it was the unanimous decision win for Norma Norma was using her jab really really well uh, and Aspen was just trying to take her down and just could not um, could not get her down uh, really frustrated uh, frustrating night at the office for her but listen it is yeah. what it is uh, fair play to Norma she got the win there and then Pete just finishing off with the last fight because there's a few um, just to pick out from this one so Devontae Smith versus Jamie Malarkey was the first one. This was a really exciting fight because round one was all Devontae Smith. He was absolutely battering him. But then in round two, Jamie puts on the pressure and just absolutely melted him. Big knees, big body shots, really impressive. Just another example of uh, you can't judge a fight on it on one round because, you know, that break in between rounds really can make a difference. Um, we also had Carol Rosa against uh, Betch Cahaya. Cahaya, um, listen, it was a dominant fight from Carol Rosa. Rosa looked really, really good. Um, Stepping knees looked really, really good and pretty much did everything but get the finish however the mate i suppose the big story here unfortunately for carol rosa was that it was betch Cahair's last fight um i mean i have literally grown up like watching this chick when there was no women fighters and her just doing the damn thing pete great career for for, for betch yeah yeah it was a bit yeah it was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a battery wasn't it but yeah oh shame shame to go out like that but yeah no i remember her fighting like was it rousey Rousey fucking knocked her out and stuff yeah, like that. I remember, yeah, 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 I remember it. That was fucking years ago. But um, yeah, no, yeah. Great career. Go and fucking enjoy yourself. Get yeah, back. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> put your feet up. Put your feet up. Um, we then had Antonina Shevchenko against Casey O'Neill. A really big performance from Casey there against uh, Antonino, getting the mount in round two. Big elbows, getting a TKO stoppage. Uh, a great win uh, against Antonina. Um, Jared Gordon also on this against Joe Selecki. It was a bit of a close fight, uh, but Jared Gordon got the split decision there. Um, moving on to the main card, we had Alexander Hernandez against Mike Breeden. Big, massive first-round KO for Alexander the Great. Mike was a late call-up, so fair play for taking the fight on short notice, but a massive, massive walk-off KO from, from Alex Hernandez there. He's another one, Pete, a bit like Alex Caceres, not just because they've got the same name, but just fighters that have been around for a while, and we know them, sort of mid-card fighters that are starting to kind of elevate now, would you say that? Yeah, he, he's got... Who did he get? Uh, it was fucking Donald Cerrone, wasn't it, that put a stop to him? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, obviously, that was a bit, maybe a bit too early for him. Um, but, yeah, he's, he seems like someone who's got it. Like, he's definitely got everything that you need to get to the top. But And, obviously, everyone was raving about him before. Um, yeah, until, obviously, he come up against Cowboy. I'm not sure if he had another loss after that as well, but... I think he said he's changed camps or saying he's doing doing stuff differently, but he looks like he can, like, so well-rounded as well. So, yeah, but it's, that's, that's exciting one to see him moving up. Definitely, definitely. Massive right hand for me and putting, putting it into my breeding tonight. Misha Sernikov was next against Christoph Jocko, uh, middleweight. Um, again, two fighters that are uh, relatively well-known. It was a really, really close fight. I thought Jocko was better on the feet, but Misha was obviously trying to get clinch and get the takedown, uh, and the judges gave it to, to Jocko for a bit decision, but that was a really, really close fight. Um, and then the last three fights were really, really exciting. First of all, big Nico Price. Is he never 
ever not exciting against Cowboy Oliveira in the welterweight division. A great fight, real back and forth. I thought it was 1-1 going into the third um, and Nico's conditioning just looked a, a little bit better there. Um, really, really exciting. And Nico Price, another one, Pete, just starting to move up. You know, we're starting yeah. to see these fighters now. It started off in lockdown a little bit, didn't it? And now we're sort of yeah, yeah. starting to see these fighters go up the ladder a little bit. Yeah. Even get, <laughs> fucking even him again, was it? Cowboy got in his way again. Was yeah. a draw, wasn't it? Was that a draw? <laughs> Yeah, hell, yeah, he's just he's just there all the time. Fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, holding his little fucking boys back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good with these older fighters like Jim Miller doing the same thing, you know. And also, um, who else? Clay Clay Guida is doing that at the yeah, moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I thought that earlier. I think I think they fought before. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Clay and Jim have fought before, but that that could be another good one. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be really, really fun. Uh, so fair play to Nico there, but Cowboy Oliveira, obviously, you know, still, still a name, and I'm always going to tune into a to a Cowboy Oliveira fight. Pete, one that I was really, really excited for: Kevin Holland against Kyle Dorcas. Uh, the return of Kevin Holland. Uh, talking early, shouting to DC. I absolutely love it. Um, but there was a, a massive clash of heads here, um, and it actually did knock Kevin out. Um, surely I thought they should maybe stop it for a break. Uh, Kyle got the win by a rear naked choke. Then the then the replay was reviewed, and then the fight got um, determined into a no contest. I've got some thoughts on that. I just wanted to get your thoughts. First of all, um, let's just start with Kevin Holland and the, the way he looked, first of all. What did you think? Um yeah, so it didn't really get a chance, really, is it? To like see yeah. see what he had to offer, like. But um, yeah, he didn't look too bad in there. I think he, if I remember rightly, he did sort of half defend a couple of takedowns, or like he didn't. Yeah, and then he shouted to DC clip. afterwards. I'm a, I'm a little bit better. I'm a little bit better. <laughs> what do you think of that? Do you like Do you like all that, Pete? Uh, I don't know, really. Maybe. Maybe direct it more at the fighter so you're still focused on that person in front of you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're in like well out of harm's way. Um yeah. but when you're when you're sort of got someone coming at you and you don't know what's gonna happen, it I don't know. I don't think he's I don't, he's never gonna get caught by you know, you see them stupid highlights of people in lower leagues and they're like dancing and then they get head kicked and shit like that. Bang. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's that I don't think he's on that sort of that low down, but like, yeah, maybe you should if, even if he shouted at Dorcas and was like, "Yeah, see, I'm, I'm better," and I like that might get in his head, and I suppose it's getting in his head either way. Like, if you if you think, "Oh, I'll, I'll just go out there and take him down," oh, yeah, he can hear you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, so I mean, but like, yeah. if he was actually directing it at him, but I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit of a shame, really. And I'm sort of they they have reset that, right? I think. Like, I think it's coming up. Oh, have um, they? That's really good. Okay, that's. I'm good. pretty sure they've done that. For maybe like end of November, December or something. Might be sooner, but um, I'm pretty sure they got the rematch done. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, but but I, yeah, who was wrecking? That's the big question. I think it was her. Oh, was it? I think, I remember him being outside looking at the videos and stuff. No, but, no, it wasn't. It was... Um, was it not? No, Herb was the outside. It was Dan Mogliart was refing this one. Oh, was it? Oh, so, yeah, Dan Mogliart was refing because it was his decision. Um, just in regards to um, to Kevin's uh, talking, trash talking, shouting at commentary, shouting at fighters, I am 100% for it. I fucking love it. I think it's brilliant. I enjoy watching that kind of shit. I'm a wrestling fan, um, and it's pretty much just like watching WWF. I fucking love that shit. Um uh, DC's not I don't think DC's actually a fan of it it's funny I don't think DC's a fan of like even to come from wrestling and to cut promos the way he did he's sometimes he's not really a fan of like the showboaty stuff because Kevin Holland's shouting at DC and instead of laughing like someone like Bisping or Felder with DC was like oh my god he's shouting over at me oh my yeah, god yeah. and it's like <laughs> just a bit of fun mate like don't worry about it um well it's like he was doing it to Khabib in that one of the last like the Brunson yeah, fight maybe and Khabib's just like Khabib's like focus on the fight, focus on the fight. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But focus, but, brother. Um... Concentrate, brother. <laughs> so good. Um, what did you What did you think of the of the decision? So um, you know, I, I want to think about it from Kevin Holland's point of view, and then from Kyle Dawkins's point of view. From Kyle Dawkins's point of view, an unfortunate event happened, but he got the, the choke out of it. And from Kevin's yeah. point of view, he was knocked out and and disadvantaged by something that happened that is is illegal. Um, yeah. There's different options where they could have maybe stopped the fight, had a break, but at the end of the day, he was knocked out. Did you think it was the right decision? Do you feel for Kyle Dawkins? What, what do you think? Do you think it was the right outcome, and what do you think about the decision? Should have 
yeah, I mean, it should have. When you see it, if you're if you're a ref and you're watching the fight and you see a clash of, I think someone mentioned it before. Like if you see a clash of heads, and it's just maybe there's a cut and someone's like, oh fucking hell, I've got cut. Then yeah, maybe check the cut, like see if they're okay to continue or just let them continue. But if someone drops down and face plants on the floor and then manages to like, that's a, obviously a sheer sign. No punches were thrown. It's like a like a knockout. Mm-hmm. So either get him back to his feet, do what they done with Alex Caceres, which obviously worked out in his favour, and just give him time, say he got five minutes, get a doctor in, say is he okay to fight, there was a clash of heads, if not we'll stop the fight, mm-hmm. but yeah, just sort of let it go on, I, I can sort of understand in the heat at the moment, you don't want to interfere, and it's like Kevin Holland did, to be honest to him, he did sort of come back to quite quickly, Oh yeah. got, got back up again in a sort of clinch position, and it was like, yeah, but I guess in that fast pace, you can't really, can't really blame Dan Mergliata too much. But yeah, it's a bit, I guess going forward now, if that ever happens again, they'll they'll look out for it more and just stop the fight. And I'm all for that shit. I don't mind like all this like VAR. I think everyone's got used to VAR now. It's just doesn't slow it down too much. It's, they're getting quicker at it. So yeah. yeah, I'm all for that, especially with fucking people's health on the line. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I feel like it was the right decision. I actually wrote um, in my notes here. I've put. Um, uh, a big clash of heads here and Kyle gets the win. That's bullshit, is what I wrote. Um, so <laughs> so I, I, was, I was a bit upset about it, but then they reviewed it and, uh, and and made it a no contest. So I was really, really happy about that. And uh, yeah, run it back. Like, you know, if Dorcas yeah. can win again, fucking run it back, see how you go. Yeah. And I'm glad that that's happened as well. And then just finishing off on, on the cards, uh, we reviewed them again. Um, Apologies for people listening. I'm sure that you're not disappointed that we didn't do the uh, Mackenzie Dern Rodriguez card. I do apologise about that. We just uh, weren't able to watch that. I was actually um, abroad uh, for that one. But listen, Santos versus Walker, Pete, Johnny Walker, Thiago Santos. These two fuck. Oh, these two fighters against each other in a five round fight. You. you put your house that there's going to be a KO it's just one of those things it's a bit like when Ngannou fought Derek Lewis it's like oh my god someone's going to sleep here and it always and sometimes you just get these fights where it doesn't really really doesn't happen I would have never thought it was going to go five rounds but it goes like that sometimes Santos was landing some absolute huge bombs but Walker had some good volumes I thought it was a close fight uh, but Thiago Santos got the unanimous decision win Um, I thought Santos looked good though Pete What what did you think about both of these two fighters going at it can't remember. Yeah, it. I, to be honest, I weren't really too. <laughs> to be honest, I weren't. I weren't really too sure where it was going to go. I thought, obviously, I'm the only, literally, the only bit I remember from the whole fight, like a picturesque moment, was the big right hand from Santos at the end. Yeah. But even that weren't like Johnny Walker took it well. You can't really tell how much force he got of that, or whether he was moving away from it. But that was the most telling shot, and maybe that just sort of swayed it. But like, it's weird, isn't it? And then he's. But then he's on, I don't know whether he got straight on the mic afterwards or whether it was like post fight, like in an interview or something. And he was like, Yeah, I'm ready to I'll knock all these guys out. It's like, like you didn't do anything, but it's you haven't you ain't knocked no you haven't knocked anyone out for like three or four fights. Like yeah, yeah. it's a weird one. And then I thought Johnny Walker would start turning a corner now. Like especially like he had that sort of last he had that last win where he got where he, I think he got dropped and he got back up and fought for adversity and got a knockout, like a crazy knockout. Obviously training under Kavanaugh and it's like different for him, but I didn't really that's Connor, see he's, that's Connor's it. trainer, right? I wasn't Yeah. Mad, yeah, was yeah. I, yeah I think he's actually in has actually gone to Ireland. I think they've got other ones, mate there maybe might be one in America or somewhere else an SBG, but yeah, I think the obviously the main one's in Ireland, so he's moved over there. Um but to be honest, even for Johnny Walker, he's got he's a big name, he's exciting when people when people do usually watch him. I wouldn't really look at that as like a big loss, like a drop down in rankings or ratings or whatever. Like he can still go out there and fucking put it on people. So yeah, but looking at both of them, it's like neither of them are nowhere near ready for a title shot. One hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. Especially when you put them in. Put yeah, put him in there with fucking what's his name, Yuri Progressive. Progress. Put him in there with him and see if they fucking have a boring fight. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, 100%. You're right. You're right. 
Johnny Walker ranked number 10. Um, and then, yeah, above him, you've got, you know, Nikita Krylov, Volkan Ozdemir, um, Magomed Ankalaev, uh, Dominic Reyes, Thiago Santos, Anthony Smith, who, again, just listen, mark my words, I'm putting it out there. This is on the internet. He is a future champion, Anthony Smith. And then you've got Alexander Rakic up there, Yuri up there, another one who's going to do some madness, I think. Um, and yeah. then the top of the heap brings us on to this weekend's card, Peter. Um, let's start with the prelims, actually, just to pick out some names from here. We've got Magomed um, Stai, uh, Mr. Fayev, who's fighting as well. Um, we've got Andre Petrovsky, who's fighting um, from the Armour Fighter. Uh, Leroy Murphy <laughs> fighting. Uh, we've got a fighter there called uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. Uh, Saint-Denis reminds me a little bit of Red Dead there. That's a nice little welcome uh, reminder. Get back on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I it's a sign. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade that in. Uh, Ricardo Ramos is fighting as well against uh, Tukagov, and then Amanda Rebas is fighting uh, Yanda Roba. And uh, I'm always excited to see Yanda Roba, bless her. Um, she um, is obviously uh, really, really good with the jujitsu. Then this fight, it's got fucking banger after banger on it. Ankalaev is mad. I think this mate, I was looking at him the other day, and I think I'm more excited for the, the event next week in Madison Square Garden. But I think this main card for like uh like all throughout is just I think it's better. Like there's 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 maybe two or three really good fights I want to see next week that could outweigh these ones. But I think as a whole main card this is this is the one this weekend I think. All right, let's do something we haven't done for a while then. Let's put some predictions on the table. So every Gosh. single fighter apart from a certain Hamzat is a ranked fighter on this main card. Now that is unbelievable. Even for a and, casual fan you have to stand really, up He's top five. Like, let's be honest, he's top five. He, no, he's good. He's but he's going to be, isn't he? Like, he's just he's he is ranked. Let, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let let the cunt get there first before we start. No, 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 no. Let's start. Let's, he, let's, let's, he would he would have been he would have been there by now if he weren't in the fucking COVID, would it? Poor son. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Um, okay. Light heavyweight, we've got number seven against number eight, Vulcan Ozdemir against Magomed Ankalaev. I'm going to give this one to Ozdemir. What do you think, Pete? Oh, no, Ankalaev's on the on the charge. Oh, interesting, interesting. You know what? Let's write, I know, write this down. We can listen back to it. it gives a shit. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll remember. Leeching Liang, the leech um, against Hamzat. Um, I, I guess I'm gonna. I, I'm guess. I guess I know what you what you think is going to happen here, Pete. Well, no. To be honest, like I, I think Slee messaged me today about this, and he was. I was just like, man, this is a wicked test. This is a big step up, like from obviously what Hamzat's uh, fought before, especially coming off of a bad like COVID fucking session. You don't know what he's going to be like. Um, but yeah, I think it's good, but. The only thing is, I don't think we've seen Lee against a like a wrestler like that before. He's been in like some good stand-up wars, so it'd be interesting to see if Kamzat's going to put his money where his mouth is and go for like some spectacular knockout, or he's going to be like, "No, fuck that! I'm going to take him down." Yeah, yeah interesting. But I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with Kamzat. Just yeah. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I'll go with Lee. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Certainly <laughs> <laughs> predictions doesn't have any... You know, I think... Who knows? We'll, we'll see what COVID has done to him. I think it's better for the UFC and Dana if Kamzat wins. I think it'll be a massive feather in, in the leeches in the leeches cap. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Kamzat has just got all this heat behind him and he's not even ranked. Um, you know, really, really, uh, really, really interesting there. Alexander Volkov, Pete, against Marcin Tabura. This is going to be a really interesting fight. These are big heavyweights here, Pete. These are heavyweights who have had some really impressive fights here. I'm really excited about this one. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to go Volkov, I think, just for okay. sheer size and, yeah, like reach size. And because it's weird, because Tabura, I remember Tabura's last fight. I think the guy he was fighting maybe come out a bit too, too much. And Tabura, he's got a gas tank that can fucking. He could probably go like five rounds, and uh, he's got a chin on him. But I think, I, I think, yeah, Volkov's striking. I think he's he can get that done. Is Tabora the one who's got that crazy choke from the top? No, that's not him, is it? That's someone else. I'm thinking of. Um, no, that's the old boy. That's um, no. That's like oh no, King Kong. I'm thinking of King Kong, aren't I? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of someone else. Listen, Tabora's coming off a one, two. Three, four, five fight win streak. He's beat Walt Harris, he's beat Greg Hardy, Ben Rothwell, Maxim Grishin, and then he beat Sergei Spivak as well. So fuck it, just for the sake of it, I'll go for Marcin Tabura on that one. Um, 
All right, then, this is really exciting here. So we've got Islam Makachev now against Dan Hooker. Dan, obviously, you know, fought very, very recently, coming off a win there um, against people considered one of the most dangerous lightweight fighters. What do you think of this one, Pete? What's your head telling you? I know what your heart's telling you. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, head's telling me it will take him down straight away. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but it's whether he, I don't know, it's whether what he can do on the floor. Because it's funny, because Dan Hooker said, it doesn't really excite me. He's like, when I take someone down, I'll smash them, I'll throw elbows, punches, go for submissions. But he's like, this guy doesn't really... It's funny because he's like, this guy doesn't really finish people. So yeah. I think he's 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 probably trying to get in his head. And I think he is. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, but it's either going to... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess it's more my heart thinking that he could do something spectacular or... He's, to be honest, he's got the gas tank and he's got... You see what, like the fight with... Poiré. I know a lot of that was stand up, but you you know what he can do. Like he can, if he can make it, maybe for through the first three rounds, and maybe Makachev, if he's going full out wrestling, and Dan can defend a lot of it or land some elbows, knees, and stuff. Maybe we're not really sure what Makachev's gas tanks like, especially sure. under pressure. So it'd be a good test. I think a good test for both of them. I'll go. Oh, I never really do this, but I'm going to go with my head and say Makachev. That's exactly what I was about to say. This, this decision, this sport, I'll go decision. This yeah. sport's take, taught me a lot over the years. It's, it's just in it's not a heart sport. It's really not a heart sport, is it? It's not the FA Cup third no. round. Um, <laughs> is you know, there's no. I don't think there's going to be an upset here. I think Islam's going to going to win this one. Unfortunately, right, Peter. We've got Petty Yan against Corey Sandhagen, uh, bantamweight interim title, uh, and just so the listeners know, I'm not just fucking making this up as I go along. We've spoken about this fight already. Um, where are you going to place your hat? What do you think? I'm going Sandhagen. Yeah, me too. In it, like that's not that's not heart either. That's that's a bit of both. I think I do mm-hmm. like PTN, but I don't really have that connection with him. I think he's a I think he's a monster, but whenever I watch him, I'm never like go on Yan, yeah, wicked. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's always like go on Aldo or go on the other, even Aljamain. I was like, I was like, I wanted Aljamain to like sub like sub him or something. Same. But um, obviously he's a he's a complete monster, and he's definitely destined for like the belt, I guess, one day. But I've got I've got this feeling about Sandhagen. Did you watch the? By the way, did you watch um on last week's card? I think maybe between the prelim, you don't watch this shit, do you? Like between the prelims and the main card was like one of the best promos I've seen in a while. Like right. not even it wasn't even that good, but the the music they use it's that like dramatic like like that sort of shit, and you you and both talking. It's all slow motion. Yeah, yeah. And then like there was a bit where Sandhagen was running. It looks like he trains in like British Columbia or Alaska or something out in the mountains. And he's literally the, there's like a helicopter or a drone view and it view and it I'm getting excited. Look, and it, um, <laughs> I can't even talk. And the 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 camera's like going down. You can hear him talking. He's like, "This is my time or whatever." Like, I've I've had my little setback and now I'm gonna I'm that angry guy and blah blah blah. And I'm going for the belt. And it zooms in and he's <laughs> running down this like deserted road all these big trees around him and he ain't got no no top on just in his jogging bottoms just on his own like just out there in the snow and that and I was like oh man this guy's he's definitely he's definitely got something about him and the, and the, the Dillashaw fight changed my mind on him quite a lot as well mm. so I think he's got the reach he's got the the grappling as well um I reckon he just needs to be a bit more if he if he was a bit more tenacious against Dillashaw while he was injured and went, maybe went for that leg a bit more. Yeah. Was a bit more, I reckon he's got that in him as well. So, but it's going to be a fucking, if Yan smashes him, then he's, he's definitely legit, like 100%. Oh, I think, I think Yan's legit. He's got some of the, probably the best hands in the whole division. Um, uh, you know, uh, he's, he, he's an animal and he's already had, he's already had the belt. So <clears throat> it does show that he is at that level, obviously. Um, yeah. Where's TJ? So what's, what's, is he, is he recovering? Was it the uh, a surgery I think it was I don't think it's a surgery it's going to put him out for like years but like it's going to be like quite a few months I think interesting all right yeah we'll we'll both go with Corey then but I would not be surprised at all if uh if Petter gets the win there because of it could just come (laughs) and how good he is but he's got to get to him so um yeah he's going to do well there and then Pete god the car just does not stop giving Jan Blakowicz against Glover Teixeira um I mean, listen, wherever we put our hats here and whatever happened to me, what a fucking accomplishment for this 40-year-old. Would you agree? I know. I think, yeah, obviously, like, Hart is going to say, like, we, we hope the old boy does it. But 
I don't think he's. I think it's it's got to a point now where it's like, no, come on, <laughs> there's no there's no way that he can pull this off. But if he, I mean, I don't know. It's the the people that he has smashed previously, like the the fucking demolition of like Anthony uh, Smith. Anthony Smith, yeah, like that one was a big one for me. And also getting cracked by um, Santos as well with a big right hand and then just dragging him down into deep waters. I think he can, I don't know, I would say he can do that with Yan, but then you see what, when Yan gets up on, on top of someone, he's a different animal, I think, like, grappling-wise. Like, you saw, he, like, he just, like, ragged old Izzy, found out he could just lay on top of him and ground and pound. Um, he's going to be dangerous against Glover, but I think just uh, Yan's got it all. I don't see any weakness. You think to yourself he's some big lumbering boxer, but then you see what his kicks done to raise his stomach, and it's just like you know, he's got this crazy—he's got crazy knockout power as well. I think, which which is what um, has been like Glover's downfall sometimes when he come up against Anthony Anthony Johnson, and he landed that mad uppercut on him. Mm-hmm. If someone lands like a big one punch knockout punch, and he's like, especially at his age as well, surely he's he can't take them shots as well anymore. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go with my head. I'll go obviously Yan. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'll go with Yan as well. Legendary Polish power. Um, either way, a massive achievement for Glover to even get there. And I'm sure he's going to make the fight exciting. And I know Yan won't take mm. him for granted either. Really, really exciting. We've got through all the fights that I wanted to, Pete. I finally wanted to get your thoughts on something else as well. Now, MMA fans across the world and across the community. You know, I think when they want to go to people for their, their views on MMA, I think it probably goes, you know, Joe Rogan and the UFC, um, you know, maybe Errol Hawani, then maybe Brendan Sharp. And then I think it's probably just us, to be honest. So just 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 give me your thoughts. And I would I would like so that we can sound bite, so we can clip this in the future. Your non-biased view of Conor McGregor's actions and what, like, what is happening to Conor McGregor at the moment? Punching up DJs, starting on Machine Gun Kelly on the red carpet. I, I know you're a very big Conor McGregor fan. And listeners to this, if you actually listen to me over the last however many years we've been talking, you'll know that I am actually a Conor McGregor fan as well of the fighter, not the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just give me your thought. Like, what do you think is going on? Do you think he's just drinking too much? Or do you think he's a prick? Like, or do you think he's like, he just gets himself into these situations like... That he doesn't need to, or do you just think he's having fun? Like, do you take it all in jest? Like, what do you think about this? Because we spent a lot of time talking about John Jones's actions. Don't get me wrong, McGregor's not beat up his missus, and I think John Jones is a scumbag and a toe rag. I'll, I'll put that out there. I've said that before a <laughs> few times. I'm not a hypocrite. But what do you think of Conor McGregor? Why did he punch that DJ? What do you think is happening? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know how I'm meant to answer this because I had no idea. I wasn't there. Why did he punch? I love how I love how everyone keeps using the term DJ as well. It's like it makes it even worse. It's yeah. like, oh, did you hear he hit a DJ? It's like, a lonely DJ. Like, what? I know, like jumped at him over the decks. DJs um, never start on anyone. <laughs> I know, fucking, uh, yeah. It was it was weird, like what you just said there as well. What do I? Because obviously Kamzat's come out. I think he made a statement. He's saying as an athlete, I respect him. He's done amazing things, but as a person, I don't like him. But it's weird for even me to say that the amount of videos I've watched on him and followed him since he was in first ever coming to UFC. I watch all the documentaries and stuff. I don't know. I don't know him as a person. I don't know what he's like. No one, none, no one sees him 24 hours a day when he's with his family or his friends and stuff like that. So I don't know what he's like. I don't know what he's like as a person. Yeah. But obviously the drinks a problem. Um, He's, he seems like he's drinking a lot at the moment, promoting his stuff, and he's promoting his bar. He's back in his bar at the moment in Ireland, which looks banging, by the way. We've got to go. Um, okay, yeah, for sure. Back forward, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for <laughs> but, sure. Um, yeah, like, obviously, and obviously on top of that, I don't even think, probably the broken leg's not even affecting him that much anymore with, like, pain or anything. I think he's he's walking around normally. But obviously, someone said a little while ago, it's like, I think even Dustin said it. He's like, oh, he must be going out of his mind. Because he's a guy that wants to train all the time. He wants to get his win back on me, but he can't. He can't even walk. So he's like, oh, I bet that's like tearing him apart in his head. And Dustin's come out and said some like nice stuff lately, which is weird. Um, talking about that he's the hardest hitter he's fought and he's a he's a great champion and he, he's he's someone who can come back. But like, yeah, the things like in 
I, I, I have no idea what happened in fucking Italy. Like, it could have, it could have been. This is probably my heart talking of this as well. It could have, like, head-wise, yeah, he probably was just drunk and just lashed out over a stupid comment or something like that. But you don't know what's happened during those two hours of them being out partying. Was he making comments about his missus? Was he hugging her a bit too much? Was he mm. was he being a bit too like arms around McGregor, like dragging him about a bit, and then out of nowhere he's just gone, oh fuck, like. You don't, you don't know, but obviously the drink, like John Jones has come out and said, oh, I need to stop drinking because that's my big, that's the devil that's inside that brings out the devil in me. Mm. And Dana White's come out and said, like, yeah, you're 10 years too late. You should have done that. Like, yeah, yeah, years yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. So obviously it's probably the same thing for him. If he's not, if he's not going around drinking, promoting stuff and like that, and he's just with his family, just chilling out. I think he's just doing too much. He's, I think he loves the limelight. He he seems like someone who's not bothered about walking out down the shops and he's got hundreds of people following him. It seems like he loves it, but he probably loves it a bit too much. Yeah. And maybe he needs to just go away somewhere and I don't know, like figure it out. But if I was, if I was close to him, if I was like cabin or I think I'd be like, look, same sort of thing as John Jones's coaches. Look, I'm not going to train you again unless you stop drinking or you stop doing this or I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. Obviously I'd, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I can't like when people start talking about him now. I can't wait to see him come back and see who he's going to fight. I hope they give him someone just different and someone unexpected rather than your typical like who he's lost to before. Um, but yeah, I, I still think the sport's better with him in it when he's just being when he's not being a cunt and he's just yeah, yeah. being being himself, being funny and just I don't know. You know like even though, even though like obviously there's times where you probably hate him, you read this shit, and I do as well. I read it. I'm like, fucking hell, man! Like, you just need to stop it or give it a rest. You got like three kids. Um, but what you said earlier, I, it, it, he popped into my head when we was talking about like the two light heavyweights earlier. Whenever he fights, he's never going to be someone who's just going to be scared to go in there, and he always just runs across the cage. He's ready to go, whether he gets knocked out or not. And I'm just, oh yeah, I'll be excited to see him back in there again. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm being a little bit facetious about this whole thing because I did think to myself, like, of all the people that I'm a fan of, like, and it's very rare in this sport. The reason why I like this sport so much is because any time a fight comes on, I'm not invested really. I don't have any investment. But then I thought about the fighters that I have got investments of, and I thought, right, let's say for example, I was reading the story and I read that Jorge Masvidal was in Italy. And he punched a DJ. I remember reading it and I remember thinking, I'll probably be like, don't fucking chat shit to Jorge Masvidal, mate. Like, that's, that, do you know what I mean? That's the thing. So this story, I'll be honest, of all the shit I've read about Conor McGregor and this kind of stuff, this one concerned me the least. Like, the DJ was probably being a prick. You don't chat shit to a fighter. Don't be surprised if a snake bites you. Don't be surprised if an MMA fighter punches you in the movie. People are celebrating Joe Schilling for knocking that geezer out. You know, yeah, yeah. So people yeah. celebrate Joe Schilling for being like that. Geezer was a prick. He knocked him out. So Connor's obviously smacked this DJ in the face. The DJ was probably 100% being a dickhead. I don't know what was going on, but Connor punched him up. That's not the kind of stuff that bothers me. Being completely honest with you, the shit that bothers me is when I read that he's got this sexual allegations and he's doing this to his miss, cheating on his missus, and he's fucking punching an old man for refusing to drink his whiskey. Like that kind of stuff, I think is shithead behavior. Throwing yeah, a fucking yeah. dolly at a bus and ruining a card. That <clears> kind of shit, I don't like punching an italian dj in the face you know i don't really give a shit i don't really care the machine, about it and the and the and even less than that was the machine gun kelly thing it's like whatever like mcgregor mcgregor attacks fucking it's like and all the shit as well while well, we asked him for a photo he said no so he lost his shit <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. stuff like that it's just but then that's probably why he should stay out of it a little bit i know i suppose it's hard though isn't it he's getting invited to all these places oh come and do this come and do that yeah. We'll give you the we'll give you the key to Miami. We'll get like his, his ego must just be fucking through the roof, and it's just like I, I, young... he, I read that he attacked Megan Fox, mate. That's what I read anyway. That's crazy. That's mad. Oh, yeah, that's what I don't know. No, I didn't read that anyway. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if something like clickbait or something was like, oh, oh he yeah, he's done that. Yeah, but like, yeah, but yeah, I know, I know. It's it's funny you saying that because obviously the thing that happened with. I know it's different. I know it's different because obviously he's a trained fighter. But what Masvidal done to like to Leon, Leon, Leon yeah. Edwards is like, yeah. like what the fuck? What the hell was that? And then you know, like you got, yeah, I don't, yeah. This is obviously when it happens with two fighters, you sort of expect it a little bit. There's bad blood or whatever. But then 
the other thing as well is whatever he does or says gets straight to the front of the queue when it comes to people like giving him shit. So you've got him the other, I know you obviously, I don't, to be honest, I'm the same as you. I don't really care what he tweets anymore. Like it's just, I see it as him just either being drunk and being like, oh, what can I say? Let's see if I can wind someone up. And, yeah, or can exactly I say the most, can I see the most horror, say the most horrible thing and then quickly delete it? But he said the other day, like he said it again, I think he's, he said, oh, because Tony said something to him. And this, once again, this is someone poking him and expecting, oh, I hope he doesn't say something bad. <laughs> and of course he's going to say something bad. It's just in him. And he's just, so Tony's taking the piss out of him. McGregor's fired back at him, taking the piss out of his like mental health or whatever, saying he's <laughs> like a, like a, like a loose cannon or something. And, but then, then he said, um, oh, I'll, I'll, he's like, man, I, I seriously, I want to end, I want to end your life in there or saying He's like, we're going to fight one day. Yeah, but then he made it into a, the bit that was the joke at the end. He was like, "I'm bored of just knocking people out and stuff." He's like, "I'm gonna take someone's life in there one day." My, that's my next. That's my next goal. And then he was like, at the end, dot dot dot, pay per view only. <laughs> so it's like he's obviously <laughs> he's obviously just taking the piss and saying like, "Pay your money and I'll kill someone." Like, I'll kill someone. Yeah. But Sean Strickland said something the other day. No one talks about it. No one's. He's actually come out and said, "Oh man." I've, I've, bit, I've really got the urge to like kill someone in there. I've got, I think that's next. If I kill someone in there, I'll be happy. Stuff like that, and no one, no one's going to talk about that because it's just fucking Sean Strickland. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's, he, he, I know what you mean. He don't, he's not doing himself any favors. But then, I don't know. I see, and then, he, and then you see photos. I've just seen photos of him at that pub, like promoting it, whether it's his pub or his family's or whatever. He bought it for his dad or something, and he's in there with like all these people just smiling, all his family, they're all cheering. He's like doing like, uh, like a, he's doing like a stare down with some little down syndrome boy and then like hugging him and that. And you're like, and then he punched him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have fucking looked him funny. Yeah. But like, but then the stupid things like that and you're like, is he a bad person or is he just, yeah, when strange, he does get, it? when he, do, when he does get caught out, is it just amplified? Like, mm. but I don't know. You know what we need? You know what we need from Conor McGregor, and I don't think he's need him on it. We need to get him on. But well, I mean, yeah, we do need to get him on it. It's similar, it's similar to what I was going to say. He needs to do a Rogan interview. Um, he needs to go uh, and do a Rogan. One hundred. I think that one hundred percent would not not that he needs help, like helping out personally, but it would help him out if people did see him talk for a couple of hours and be like, oh, that's what he's really like. Like, sure. Because someone goes on Rogan, you just you either most of the people I listen to on Rogan, unless they're fucking boring or they're full of themselves you do end up falling in love with them in sense of like, oh, they've got a backstory. They've been through this. They've been through that. Yeah. I think even John Jones just come out and said he got fucking, I didn't know this. He was like, oh, it's hard dealing, like having to go through like being molested as a kid or something like that. Oh shit. But then there's, you, you think to yourself, he's got all that. Not that it's any, I say I would say it's not any excuse, but obviously he should, he shouldn't really drink if he's got issues. He should get them sorted out. But, mm-hmm. um, you've got that you think someone like him he was like if he was molested as a kid and he had problems with his parents and stuff like that then all of a sudden he becomes the baddest man on the planet as a future obviously he's like a bit of a party animal that's probably going to be still eating away at him inside when he's drunk sure, and then it all sure. and then it all comes out so it's i think a lot of these fighters are fucked up but i agree I agree. Uh, we'd like to just say for litigious purposes as well that any um, molestations against John Jones are alleged and we don't know if that's 100% true, obviously, so don't want to get sued. Anyway, Peter, we've been... <laughs> rambling... <laughs> Listen, we've been rambling for more than an hour. Thank you very much. Um, a really, really exciting card coming up. Um, Saturday, let's... Uh, it's still not confirmed yet. I've uh, got to confirm a few bits and bobs about where I'm going to be, etc. But this oh, Saturday... Yeah. Uh, we might be able to actually watch it live um, and we might even be able to record a pod live maybe in, even during the main card for the last few fights something like that we might be able to give the listeners a bit of a treat there but don't take our word for it let's just see what happens Peter we'll catch up again soon mate anything any last words no not, nothing's happening really no. oh Mike Perry's signed for Bare Knuckle FC so his face is going to get even more fucking mangled up what as well as the UFC or is he gone I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether he was out of contract or what, but yeah, Jesus Christ, that poor boy's nose is going to be fucking... Fucking hell, he's going to be an absolute state. He's just a monster, isn't he? Fucking hell. Really, really exciting. All right then, Pete, let's let's, uh, let the listeners go and we'll catch up again next week. Ta-ta. Later.